Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, the process yeah. with Taylor Swift and Drake is they approached our publishers. They sent us demos uh, because these are co-writes. These aren't samples. These yeah. are co-writes. And so that was all fine. The Beyonce, we, I didn't know about it until I saw it in the press. Really? So, <laughs> so I, I didn't know that was happening. And, and uh, maybe our publishers knew. I, I don't know what happened there because we weren't privy do to you that. Like, do you like the song? It's all right. I, I'm not mad about that I one think so much. Drake's was the best. Yeah, I really liked the Drake record. Yeah. I thought we did a really good version. Also, and, and I thought, I thought um, uh, Look What You Made Me Do was a good track. Also, for, that kind of quick, quickly said, on, on the, on the Beyoncé track, there are 22 writers. I mean, I mean, mm. how it takes 22 people to write a terrible track like that. <laughs> the only good part, the only good part of the Beyoncé track is our part. The rest of it is rubbish. Okay, so, 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 so. And welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry, our pop culture roundup and Kardashians recap. Um, Here's the thing, you guys. If the Kardashians continues to be uh, the same quality level that it was this week, I don't think we can talk about the Kardashians because um, y'all are giving me nothing to work with. So I hope you enjoy the recap because it's really me just like trying to, you know, squeeze milk out of a piece of gold or whatever the the saying is. I don't know. Um, Yeah, let's get into the episode because there were a lot of more interesting things that we could have talked about. So let's do that. Um, Starting off with a bit of an Anna Delvey update. She has been released from ICE, ICE custody, on the uh, condition that she has to be under 24-hour confinement. 
in New York and she had to find a guarantor and, you know, a couple of other stipulations. So she was able to secure a place somewhere in downtown Manhattan for five K a month. Apparently she's already paid three months of the six month lease up front. And she also found a guarantor for that, which is truly, truly incredible. Like show your face, show your face. Who did that? Was it Julia Fox? It was probably Julia. It was probably Julia Fox. I think I may have hit on something. Oh my God. Julia, did you pay? Are you the guarantor? I'm going to tweet her and ask her. I, I really am. Anyway, Anna had the money from selling her artwork online. She's been doing this basically since she's been in ICE detention. She's had been doing a lot of interviews. She had a virtual art show at one point. And yeah, she was able to use the proceeds from that to pay for her rent. Uh, Good for her, I guess. But also not great for her because the judge has also ruled that Anna cannot post on social media while she's out, either directly or through a third party. So that basically cuts out any possibility of her making money in the future, which is actually really unfortunate. Um, Yeah, she's not going to be allowed to leave the apartment and any visitors will have to be approved and scheduled before they can uh, go over there, which I don't know. Like, this whole situation is really sad. I feel terrible for anybody who's in ICE custody, even Joe Judice, uh, just not ideal. But I also feel like much like Joe Judice, Anna, America, the government does not want you here. So I just feel like we're just delaying the inevitable. And uh, yeah, is staying in a $5,000 a month in downtown Manhattan better than being in ICE? Yeah, obviously. But it's also like, I feel like just a stepping stone for her to have to go back to Russia anyway. So you might as well just build your life there. Cause what are you going to do being stuck in an apartment where you can't leave? And you know, the judge has to approve who you can talk to. Like that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I had a girl of the week and I decided to change it. I had a change of heart and I listened. I learned, I opened my ears and I decided to modify. Okay. Um, it was going to be the try guys. And in a way it it is just a little bit, but not in the way I was really going to speak about them. So they did in addition to, uh, okay. I never seen a try guy video in my life. And I probably won't after the one that I watched, not because of that, just because I don't think I'm the audience for them. I still don't really know what they do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I, I'm clearly not the audience for it. Um, they did a five minute YouTube video, which if you really want to like, just get into somebody's drama, this is perfect. It is so perfect. Nobody does drama like YouTubers. I will stand by that because the videos, uh, there's nothing like, tell me that a moderately to majorly popular YouTube couple that I've never heard of broke up and did a video about it. I'm there. I'm there. Send the link. Send the link. It's just so melodramatic. And so to watch these guys on the couch and oh, Eugene, I've just learned Eugene's name. Eugene was not feeling it. Okay. Miss Mama said, I am pissed and I will show that through mostly silence. And I lived for it, honestly. So I would check that out. However, they also did a podcast episode, I guess just two of the three now um and they had a lot of things the pull quote that 
most people are really going back and forth with on mostly Twitter, actually in TikTok too, is the idea that they refer to it as a kind of trauma. Okay. So there were a lot of people who were like poo-pooing the idea of them having trauma related to this situation. And then a very vocal majority who uh, said that, you know, uh, fuck you guys for trying to downplay this. This is absolutely a traumatic experience for the guys. And, you know, this is dangerous. And, you know, this is why victims don't want to come out in that sort of conversation. Fair. I mean, I think... That also, there was a video I watched on TikTok, and I wish you would have maybe expanded on that more, which is that the general definition of trauma is just like a thing that happened to you that was like changing and, you know, affected you in a major way, generally speaking, right? But then she mentions that there's like little T trauma and big T trauma. Like, and I think, I wish that she had just expanded on that because I can understand why to other people it might not look like a trauma because on the outset it's just like a youtube channel and it's just like a bunch of goofy dudes trying different stuff i guess but there also are like this was their friend and then there were business implications that they had to like wrap out and you know i'm sure it was probably exhausting for the people who had to edit that guy out of their videos and and change their whole business structure and like payments and brand deals that they lost out on because of it and that i totally understand like that's deeply upsetting would i personally if this happened to me like if i were a try guy would i refer to this as trauma no Is it in their right to call it a trauma? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, The thing that I will say was really dramatic about the podcast episode is that they talk about whether or not they were going to bring another guy in, a fourth try guy in. (laughs) And this guy says, we'll have people, new people that come in and out. I just don't want to put a pressure on anyone to say, this is a new try guy and he's a replacement. That's not fair to them. What? (laughs) Okay. Now I think we might be doing a little too much to like, it's not, it's, it's, it's just a YouTube account. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think somebody would feel an overwhelming pressure to be the new dry guy. Like, I think at this point we're maybe doing a little too much here for me personally, but you know, let's move on to our actual girl of the week, which is Tom Brady. I'm giving it to Tom Brady. I reach out to you guys because occasionally I'll see headlines and be like, "Mm, I don't know. Like, do we care about this as, as an audience, as a community over here at everyone's business, but mine, do we care? So I posted, uh, the, I guess it's not like an official announcement, but the official announcement that Giselle Bündchen and Tom Brady have sought out individual divorce lawyers because apparently they're about to break up. Um, listen, most of you guys said that you don't care. And I was included in that. But then I did more digging in the whole situation. I'm like, mm, this is actually pretty interesting. Like, I don't give a fuck about football. I've never even been to Boston. Tom Brady, to me, looks... He looks, okay? Doesn't do anything for me. I don't really know much about them as a couple, outside of, outside of their, like, very specific, we have grapes as dessert, like, as a cheat meal or watermelon, whatever the fuck they said. Some fruit is considered a cheat meal for them. other than that I really didn't know much about their thing it just seemed very you know model meets athlete tales old as time right my curiosity around the whole thing is like I 
see page six headlines all the time, right? It's part of my job. And for the past two months, I would say every day or every other day, like consistently, multiple times a week, there would be a headline about Giselle, um, something to do with a very minor detail about them. Possibly they're possibly being trouble in paradise. Giselle is in Miami, but she's at a different hotel from Tom. Giselle is in Miami, but they're staying at separate residences. Giselle is in, um, here. She went to Boston for some game or like just very minute, minute details about like her whereabouts and conjunction to their relationship and what it could possibly mean. And I'm thinking, who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares? There was a headline that just came out a couple days ago. <laughs> Paparazzi pictures of Giselle outside of her house, or not her house, her office, getting um, some sort of healer, <laughs> smudging the outside of her car and her office. And then actual pictures, like telescopic lens pictures of this lady <laughs> doing like namaste out of outside of Giselle's uh, office before she left. Like this deep. This is real deep. I just didn't think that there was a market for it. I just didn't think that like people cared that much about them. But the way, like, if you look at page six, it was like, this is a national emergency and we all, all hands on deck. We got to get these two back together. (laughs) I just didn't think that they had this sort of impact. So anyway, let me go on to tell you what it is that I found. And that I found, um, that is, I don't want to say exciting me, but making me more interested in these about to be not couple. So I did some research. I'm going to share the tea on why this is actually like pretty interesting. So apparently Giselle and Tom have had this issue between him playing and basically being an ancient daddy and leaving her to raise the children for all this time while he plays, you know, touch, whatever it is that they do, field goal, pass, touchdown, right? Whatever he's doing over there. Um, she seems very not happy about it and consistently has spoken up about it. Apparently back in 2015, she hired a lawyer, a divorce lawyer, because she tried to leave his ass seven years ago and then they reconciled. So according to these sources, the issue for years is that Giselle really wants Tom to retire. She has wanted him to retire for a long time. She's been publicly talking about um, her fears that he would develop CTE. She doesn't like the schedule. She just doesn't like anything. Like he's gone six months out of the year. She just doesn't want to be a football life anymore. So what? March, April of this year, February of this year, Tom announces his retirement. And as part of this, uh, what do you call it? a press conference? He mentions Giselle and says she hasn't worked much in the past 10 or 12 years while raising our family and committing to a life in Boston and then moving to Florida. He said this in October of 21, excuse me. Um, this was on his podcast. That's an issue. He's quoted as saying, so he retires for what? Six weeks. And until he re- announces that he's coming back in the game during this, he says he broke down in tears talking about his role as a father in his children's life. And he was in a documentary crying about the imbalances that he has in his life. And he says, I know I'm not as good as a dad to my kids. that My dad has been to me. I hope my children don't take things as far as I've taken them. I want them to experience great success in whatever they do, whatever they do, but there's a torment about me that I don't wish upon them. What are you talking about, Tom? That sounds really dark. So this year, 
post uh, Tom announcing that he's going back to the NFL, Giselle's been letting the chopper spray in every magazine interview that she can talk about him with. So in June, she was in British Vogue doing an interview and says, his focus is on his career. Mine is mostly on the kids. I'm very grateful that he lets me take the reins when it comes to our chat, uh, family and he trusts our decisions. But then in September, she says, this is a very violent sport and I have my children and I would like him to be more present. Um, and then she says, like, we, I've definitely had these conversations with him over and over again. Ultimately, I feel like everybody has to make a decision that works for them. He needs to follow his joy too. I've done my part, which is to be there for my husband. I moved to Boston and I focused on creating a cocoon and a loving environment for my children to grow up in and be there supporting him and his dreams. So, I mean, this really sounds like it sucks for her. Sounds like she put her life and the dreams for her career on the back burner while, you know, he was eating baked beans with the boys. So that really sucks. And I can't imagine, like, it sounds like she deadass told him, if you continue, I will leave you. He made this major decision. And then six weeks later, he's like, yeah, fuck you guys. Like, I would be the fuck pissed off. And I get it. I get it now. I'm with you, Giselle. I'm with you. Like, he's basically saying, I would rather be gone from all of you guys for half of the year than, like, be a present father to my children. That's, ee, yikes. I feel like we're going to find out more about Tom Brady as the years go on. Dark shit. Do we already, is there already dark stuff? The only thing I know is that, um, something about a slightly deflated ball. That's all I got. That's all I got. Anyway, um, moving on to our can I get a hell yeah. I'm giving this to, I mean, I'm always giving it to her in my heart, but this week I'm officially going to give it to Beyonce. Here's what makes me so horny in the world of pop culture and celebrity news. Receipts. Like irrefutable, undeniable, candy burris like receipts like you're not going to speak out of turn about me and not only are you wrong i can tell you you're wrong and i love it okay so here's what happened earlier this week uh fred and richard frere brass went on an interview with the sun now if you guys don't know who that is that's uh the duo that makes up right said fred i'm too sexy for my shirt so sexy at hearse. You know what I mean? Um, they did an interview with the son and they were talking about their, there were actually a couple of interviews. Basically they're talking about how they were credited on Beyonce's new album for alien superstar, you know, I'm too sexy for this world forever. I'm that girl. Need you diamonds and pearls. Ooh, babe. So she gave them credit for that. Like, it's not even like, that much of she didn't use a melody or anything like that just the comparison because she knows better she's like y'all aren't about to ed she and me okay Can't, you're not about to get me like candy did <laughs> candy and tiny when they oh god what a lick what a lick to be like you use my melody for shape of you probably the biggest song for how many fucking years uh, and he's like you know what i'm gonna have to cut you a check for oh god i bet candy got so wet from that <laughs> anyway um so they were talking about their, you know, being on uh, Alien Superstar and they were quoted as saying, they were talking about basically uh, the difference, well, you know, uh, 
Taylor Swift used it for some song. I'm not sure. Uh, obviously, Drake used it for Way Too Sexy. And Beyonce used it just recently, right? All these artists that recently used there and credited them in their works. So then they said, they should have lied and said, oh, you know, Taylor came to us. Drake came to us, blah, blah, blah. Normally, the artist approaches us, but Beyonce didn't because she's such an arrogant person. She just probably thought, come and get me. So we heard about it after the fact when you did, but everyone else, Drake and Taylor Swift, they came to us. So they're claiming that they didn't know that Beyonce had given them credit until after the album came out. Okay. Remember that. So the album comes out July 29th, a literal week before that they tweeted, it's nice to get a writing credit on the new Beyonce album. And they quote, they um, link to an album that talks about, you know, all the people who got credited. So the album comes out a week later. And then they say that they had, they had no idea. But a week before the album came out, you did know. So that's a lie number one. So they go on to say, to use our melody, they need our permission. So they sent us a demo and we approve it. And so, you know, and if so, we get a co-write credit. With this Beyonce thing, there are 22 writers. It's ridiculous. So we would get about 40p, like 40 cents, right? The reason that it's happening is we think, because there's so little money now in the actual sales, people like friends, golfing partners, engineers, bookers, and the guy who brings the Coke, they all want to cut. So basically saying like, everybody's making money off of this situation. They don't really uh, intend on seeing a lot of money anyway. And they said, we can't stop it. There's nothing we can do. It's shit. You're going to get into conversation with somebody who has a lot more presence and power and money than we do. And that won't go well. It's best to let it go. If you're not careful, you spend your life looking back and we keep looking forward the whole time. So basically like Beyonce's a juggernaut. We don't want to bother her. So we're just going to let it go. Us little peons who, um, you know, aren't really going to get anything. So for a little bit of gas money for this, she didn't use the melody. She just said, I'm too sexy or whatever. Like, that's it. How much credit do you need for it, sir? And also to act like she didn't. <laughs> Bullshit. So Beyonce says she put a statement out through E! News, which I thought was pretty interesting. But she says permission was not only granted for its use, but they publicly spoke about their gratitude for being on the album. For their song, there was no song recording use. Only the composition was utilized. Permission was asked to their publisher May 11th of 2022, and the publisher approved the use on June 15th of 2022. They were paid for their usage in August of 2022. So <sighs> lies, lies. It's not like she just like pulled you guys out from under the rug and you guys didn't find out. You thanked her. Your tweet is still up there. <laughs> Liars. Liars. So give it up to Beyonce for, you know, being like, you know, she never talks. Beyonce doesn't talk to us. <laughs> so the fact that she is lets you know that like she knew and this was true. This is absolutely irrefutable true. So like, fuck you guys and whatever horse you came in on. Okay. Govna. They also said that the only good part of that song was their part and that the rest of the song was shit. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um, okay. Our last little bit was a shocking bit of news from Real Housewives of Potomac's Mia Thornton. She went on Instagram live on Thursday with a post that said, not Instagram live on the grid. She posted, please, please pray for our family. Gordon's brothers, her husband, who we trusted to support and carry on the family legacy, has recently revoked his access to the company bank account while we were out of the country. I've since learned that my salary will no longer continue past next payroll cycle due to my unwavering loyalty to Gordon. The thought that the person who Gordon selected to run our empire and who he thought would be 
the one to care for me and the kids, has now manipulated the organizational structure and robbed us of everything we own. Gordon and I built this company from the ground up and brought on family members since 2013, never thinking that, uh, and never would we think that after a decade of building generational wealth and opportunities, we would end up being taken up, taken from us overnight. I can't read you guys. (laughs) Bottom says, if you can't trust family, who can you trust? My heart is completely empty. That sucks. I cannot imagine like i i'm really interested in getting down to this exactly what happened so they own a couple of i think they're called massage envy or oh the joint it's called the joint but maybe she did have massage envy but the joint is like a franchise chiropractic situation um basically like they're not the joint but they have a couple of locations right i guess whoever was in charge of it was like screw you guys that really sucks but i don't want to well, i'm not gonna go there i'm not gonna go there um that just really sucks and i just wonder like is there has to be some legal ramification for that you can't just write somebody out of a, a payroll or something like that what are they gonna do thank god potomac just about to air just aired as you guys are listening um oh i'm so excited i will be recapping potomac this week at the very least, by the way. So stay tuned for that. Obviously, I will be having a special guest, a friend of the pod, to discuss all of that with me. So yeah, stay tuned. That'll be out on Friday. Um, prayers up for Mia. Prayers up for Giselle Bunchen. Prayers up for us all. All right, let's go on to the Kardashians recap. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All right, I'm not giving this man more than like three minutes, okay? Okay, not to be like super self-important, but I kind of had a feeling that people, you know, because I talk about the Kardashians and I talk about that man uh, frequently, that this would be no exception. Um, If you guys don't know, I don't know how you couldn't, but Kanye has been um, fighting boxing with everybody but god at this point and you know it's getting towards there he could be at this point um trying to fight with god i really wouldn't know but you know the to me it's just like clear that kanye is the kid in the back of the classroom 
who throws spitballs through a straw. Like he's just so desperate for attention. He's so desperate to be talked about. He's so desperate to get his name in the headlines that he will do literally anything in order to do that. Be it be fat phobic towards Lizzo, um, and and Gabby, the the Vogue editor, to be um, incendiary by wearing a White Lives Matter shirt and and making uh, Lauren Hill's daughter walk down a runway with a shirt that says White Lives Matter on the back. Um, you know, I, I know he didn't make her do it. Like we don't have to. Don't email me. I I understand. I know how it works. But you know what I mean. Um, to be around Candace Owens, to get in a fight with Haley Bieber, to get in a fight with Justin Bieber, to get in a fight with Trey Songs. Puff Daddy, whoever the hell else, Chloe. Um, it's just like now he's being deplatformed. De- he's been deplatformed from Instagram and Twitter for being deeply anti-Semitic. Um, he's also being racist. He's he will throw the bus, throw black people under the bus at any given um chance at him getting approval from whatever white cultures he feels the need to get approval from, whatever. And let's just keep it a buck. Like this man talking about Lizzo on Tucker Carlson of all people to be like, Oh, you know, people praise her, but, uh, uh, you know, like this is not healthy lifestyle. Okay. Um, you know, like he's said a bunch of shit. So I'm going to say a bunch of shit too. Okay. You have said yourself that you got liposuction and you developed a drug habit because of the pills, the pain medications and your own mother is not on this planet because of a liposuction gone wrong or a a cosmetic surgery gone wrong, weight loss surgery gone wrong. So for you to be, have been like deeply impacted by, um, the standard of beauty, both with your mother, your wife, her whole family, yourself, all of this for you to like point your finger at Lizzo. I need people to live, leave Lizzo alone. I really do like that girl does not do anything but make empowering target back to school music and twerk while playing the flute. And you know what? Like, is she for me? Nah, not really. Sometimes I, you know, I can bop to it. I can tap a toe, but she's not really for me, but that's neither here nor there. The point is that like, she is, all she wants to do is like do like vegan taste tests on TikTok and empower other women and like, let her do that. So the fact that like, she is now the beacon for like, Oh, you know, like all this shit, you can wrap it up in like out of concern for her health and what is it teaching the kids and blah, blah, blah. It's bullshit. Somebody said something and I, God, I wish I could quote them. I really should have kept it, but it was basically like fat phobia is like society's response to the, basically the fact that bl- fat people don't hate themselves in the way that, you know, the rest of society feels like they should. So they try to like wrap it up in this bullshit concern. And like, I'm not here for it, but you know what, what I do know is that everybody who's come for Lizzo recently has gotten their asses handed to them by the universe. I don't know what that girl has on people. I don't know what uh, is going on, but I'm letting Lizzo and whatever, whatever good juju she's got, um, you know, take care of that man for the rest of us. It's just becoming clear to me that like, you know, that, that like classic Simpsons episode, it was a a Treehouse of horrors episode where the town is taken over by like the fast food mascots or whatever, the, the big donut and all of them. So they decided is that these mascots, these machines are thriving off the attention. So they have the whole song called just don't look, just don't look. 
Okay. And that's exactly what's happening to Kanye. That's how I'm going to be treating him moving forward. And now since he's been deplatformed for, um, on both tick Twitter and Instagram for being deeply anti-Semitic for no fucking reason. Um, just don't look, just don't look like he has made it very clear that he wants to make an enemy out of everybody and that he's right. And Jesus is King and all of this shit. So let's do it. Let's just stop talking about him. So I know this was like kind of hypocritical on my end, but moving forward, unless this man is consistently doing things that are not weird as fuck, I'm not going to talk about him anymore. Okay. I mean, I, I did talk about him in the Kardashians thing, but that was just like very passively that had nothing to do with him. Really? Not really, really. So anyway, um, yeah, that's my thoughts. Let's move on. Look what Kanye texts me. No white glasses. (laughs) Better. um make security wear black gloves the orange look made me so mad would have went to jail before i went out in that i'll be home for a north game while we're here in milan kanye has the kids at home and he can't help himself we can laugh about things we like or don't like no matter how crazy things are sometimes we're always gonna be family and i'll text him back and be like you know you have been wearing those boots for a long time so when you're ready to change your outfit let me know and then you can have advice on mine to quote jasmine masters same shit same old fucking shit (sighs) kardashians what are you doing what are you doing I thought we were going to get a behind the velvet rope look at access to this family, fourth wall breaks and all of that. Here we are. This may as well have been on E. This may as well have been on E. This is not a different show. (laughs) And I think this episode may have been the worst one. Um, I guess we'll talk about it. Not shit to talk about. So I knew the episode was going to be bad when the first five minutes were dedicated to Kim's and Kendall's trip to Milan. Kim trying to sell us on the notion that she is like a second mother to Kendall and that she's going to Milan to get her groove back or whatever the fuck. And, you know, she's acting like, okay, so she's there for Prada. Kendall's going to be walking for their show. She has to explain to us that she is going to be wearing all Prada while she's there because uh, y'all got flued out by them. So, duh, girl. Like, what are we... (laughs) Kim... What do we say about Kimberly Noel Kardashian? West Kardashian. Um, I think that she... I mean, obviously, like... Obviously, she's trying to cement herself as like some sort of fashion icon. And, um, you know, the biggest brands are definitely feeding into that. So I will not hate on her for, uh, you know, taking advantage. However, like, girl, you can't just be in every big fashion house just because they call you. Like, they, the we see a whole dress fitting or uh, shoot fitting, whatever, fitting for what she's going to be wearing for that week. And girl, <laughs> girl, <laughs> like, I know you guys know that the looks that she was wearing were like straight off the runway looks straight off the runway looks are typically more in the fantastical realm of a fashion house, right? Like you have your runway show and those looks, most of those looks don't make it to the store, but then they have like a store version of those looks that are sold to the masses. But you know, obviously a Kim Kardashian can get those straight off the runway looks. 
the problem with it is that you guys I'm not really like that big of a fan of Prada but whatever these straight off the runway looks are not really meant for uh you know five foot two girls with BBLs you know what I mean so all of these looks for this particular line are boxy leather structured pieces that they have really tried to like thick leather you know like the thick like the kind of outfits that mace and and diddy used to wear back in the bad boy days you know what i mean just like you can't be moved not comfortable you know and so they're trying to put these very structured highly immovable pieces on her curvy <laughs> tiny body and it, it's 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 so bad and i know i know enough about kim to know when she is being a hater and doesn't like something and it, it came up it flashed through her eyes a few times and i don't blame her like girl those looks like she looked like david byrne like height of talking heads david byrne big ass boxy suit god bless her it was funny to me our next major storyline is uh, chloe being third wheel to chris and Corey as they go to palm springs Lottie da uh, they make a stop at the leaf which is the dispensary so chris can get gummies for her hip her hip's been causing her a lot of pain and she's not wanting to go get surgery for it so she's trying to figure out ways to mitigate that right she um listen here's the thing that i've been noticing on tv like how they handle weed and the fact that it's like a lot more legal than it has been um the way they try to handle it and maybe this is just because i pretty much only watch housewives or like um you know kardashians in terms of reality tv the way they handle weed is like they try to like make it so cutesy like i don't know why the production has decided to be like okay like let's just get a little gummy like we never see people actually smoking weed i'm sure there's some sort of rule about that but like the the way they approach it is just like you know very housewives like we're just gonna eat half of this very tiny (laughs) five milligram (laughs) if you guys don't know what five milligram is like not much not much um this tiny little five milligram uh gummy and we're gonna have a good time like (laughs) um i know a lot of people in la well by a lot of people one person in la told me this okay i'll say it that was a lie one person in la told me this but but she said that like the five milligrams um there is like in la like the mommy crew call them mommy mints because they're just like a little something to get you going and so makes your day a little bit brighter and put it that way but anyway like we're acting like chris jenner doesn't have a regular supply of weed in her house at all times like come on you guys <laughs> what are we doing here um i like started to get a little heartbeat flush flurry when uh the producer asked chloe if she's ever seen her mom high and she said yes and then the producer said well what is she like and she's like oh, i don't really want to get into it mention it all girl tell us you guys Chris Jenner is on my list in terms of like not not the dream blunt rotation but just like celebrities that I would like to get high with because I think it would be a great moment a great experience Chris Jenner has always been on my list for here's the thing I think we're definitely obviously we've seen those pantries we're gonna have some good snacks um we're gonna have like 
really nice vibes, cozy, a lot of blankets and situations like that. You can listen to good music really loud. Like she just seems like a good time. And I would really, I I think I would enjoy that. But anyway, like, yeah, this is the kind of shit that I wanted to know uh, from the Hulu show. What is Kris Jenner like when she's on drugs? You know, What, what is she like? She keeps acting like very coquettish about the whole situation, despite the fact that she bought $700 worth <laughs> of not only gummies, but I saw some pre-rolls in there as well. They got some lube for Corey and yeah, you know, she even had them separate the bags into party weed and sleep weed, which I think people didn't notice. And I love that. But yeah, I just don't like this downplaying of like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, we don't know that Chris Jenner lives on a steady diet of Kettle One. Like, get out of my face with this. Don't play with me, girl. So Kim and her squad go for dinner. Apparently, Kim does not know what tortellini is, which was very upsetting to the internet. Um, I don't know what to tell you, girl. I don't know what to tell you. What I will tell you is that I noticed they ordered all of this food. And when the waiters came to pick up the food, it was like nobody had even eaten it. Like full plates of leftover food like kim said that this was her day off what did you eat girl like two little pieces of penne pasta that was it that's so sad (laughs) then we have to talk about pete and we have not seen pete this whole season even though the teaser for season two was a whole thing with pete um it's almost like she's like Uh, her imaginary boyfriend like Kim's imaginary boyfriend at this point but she says that she got a text with him and he just posted on Instagram and um yada 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 he's going to space right he's going up with Jeff Bezos and and the whole crew um they somebody asked Kim how she would feel about going up to space and this is where Kim and I are on the same page no ma'am no (laughs) why would I do that absolutely not it's too high. You have to get out of the out of the atmosphere, and then what if the thing explodes? Then what are you gonna do? When you come back? No, it's there's too many variables, too many variables. And she talks about how she watched the Challenger explosion, and she saw her parents crying and very upset, and it's just like really freaked her out. And everybody just looks at her like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like, they thought she was weird. I thought that was a perfectly reasonable response. This episode, boring. (laughs) I'm working with nothing here. Stick with me. I got a few more minutes left. (laughs) She then says that she actually talked to Bezos. That's how she refers to him. Bezos. I talked to Bezos and... you know, I, he gave me all the safety precautions that they're taking and that made me comfortable for, uh, Pete to go. And honestly, like after the talk we had, he reassured me enough that if I didn't have four kids that I would go, it's just an 11 minute, like up and down situation. Yada, yada, yada. Um, okay. <laughs> she calls Kendall brings her some food over because Kendall can't be seen because her hair is dyed red for the Prada show and it's going to be a a huge reveal I guess and that was it she's acting like I'm such a mom to Kendall and it's like yeah you're also an actual mom to four kids like this is not a story Back in Palm Springs, Kim nerve er, Kim Chris nervously eats a, a half a weed gummy that she splits with Chloe. And really, the only thing interesting that happened from the scene is that okay, so you guys remember that episode two? 
episode one was like the most up-to-date episode that we're going to get for the season. They said in episode two that the rest of the season is going to be like six months ago or whatever. Had been filmed six months ago. And Chloe explains that she knew this stuff about Tristan, but didn't really want to get into it. And I am assuming that the family also doesn't know about Tristan. Yeah, obviously they don't know about Tristan yet and the other baby. So, wait a minute. (laughs) Now I'm confusing myself because... If Chloe says that she just wanted to protect herself the rest of the season, then why would it have come as a surprise to her that Tristan was having another baby on the way? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Right? Am I lost? Maybe I'm confusing myself. (laughs) Either I just discovered something or I'm very stupid and missing something. Hmm. Oh, well, that's that's the joy of being me. Anyway, the point is that Chris tells Chloe that she got a text from Tristan. And I guess he had gotten traded from a team that wasn't going to be going to the playoffs, like didn't have a shot in hell, to a team that was like definitely going to go to the playoffs. Whatever that means, you know? And so... Chris mentioned something about how, like, oh, isn't that interesting how life can just change in an instant? And Chloe looks at her and is like, yep, yep, it definitely is very interesting. (laughs) Then a producer asks Chloe in a confessional how she got to a place of peace with Tristan. And she's like, well, it's been a lot of uh, practice. And also a lot of people forget that I've been through a lot of BS with my ex-husband and he had a very public drug problem. He was found in a brothel and he probably did a lot of things that were very unforgivable, Rob. But you know what? I still forgave him and I moved on and I want the best for him. So then Chloe, Chris and Corey go to dinner. Well, let me circle back to that statement. I think that's like, she... (laughs) that's dark baby like that's dark like to say that like my drug addled almost dying husband was enough for me to be like well if i can get through that i can get through anywhere like lamar's like new york if you can make it here you can make it anywhere that's not like uplifting you know (laughs) 
that that isn't exactly encouraging like if my girlfriend said that to me i'd be like oh girl um have we thought about this have we really thought about that oh you guys know when i was ranting about tristan being invited to beyonce's birthday party um i saw somewhere maybe it was like dumois or something but they had said that they were at Beyonce's party and that Tristan was screaming at Chloe. This just came out a couple days ago. Tristan was screaming at Chloe from like one side of the venue and basically just like, oh, don't get too drunk tonight. Like being very condescending and weird to her. Like, ew. Chris, Chloe, and Corey go out to dinner and at some point the quarter of a uh, gummy that Chris took hits and she just like her chuckling from behind her cloth napkin for like several minutes and I will say that it, it's interesting to watch and like no shade to people who've had cosmetic surgery like I don't care do whatever you want right I will say that it is interesting to watch people who have filled their face so thoroughly laugh it's so interesting because it's like you can't do like the smile lines like you know they say when you get a uh, liposuction that your fat doesn't grow in that area that they took it out so that it grows in different pockets so you have to really kind of maintain the weight you were at when you had liposuction it kind of seems like that like <laughs> there's no place for the normal stuff to go because you got rid of the lines and stuff so it's just your cheeks just move up like every the whole lower half of your body just moves up, or lower half of your face just moves up and it's just the, you squint like all you can do is squint and it's just so interesting it's just really a, a sight to behold anyway um Courtney does a photo shoot for Bustle magazine and she talks about her body and her body's changes through having eight months of IVF and she's gained weight and she was really having a tough time dealing with people's response and every time she would post a picture of herself people would uh you know suggest that she was pregnant and that was an issue for her but travis love bombs the shit out of her constantly complimenting her her body and how good it looks and how he loves it and now it's gotten to the point where she really loves and embraces her new body and that's great that's great like right i will say that that's the one thing that i've heard about their relationship or seen that doesn't really make me want to slightly vomit i I actually think that's nice she does say that she now looks back at pictures of her when she was at her thinnest and it makes her cringe and she says like it wasn't like she ever had food issues it wasn't ever like she wanted to be at a goal weight or she was exercising too much it was more of her being anxious because of the bad relationships that she was in at the time. And so it's just like a bad reminder and how she tells everybody, like, if I'm thin, something's really going wrong. So, you know, love that for her. She does say how much she weighed and how much she weighs now. I don't know why. I just saw a headline about it a couple days ago and I was like, eh, that doesn't feel important to me personally if anybody's curious you can watch it but she's heavier and she's happy about it so good for her she's like talking about how much she loves her body and how she's like a woman and she feels sexy and all that and like good for her did i like the photo shoot no i'm not really a fan of the wet hair look on short hair you guys know what i mean like i think it looks pretty good with long hair but with short hair you really have to be like very structured and like intentional about it i didn't love it I didn't love it.
Sorry. So back in Milan, Kim reveals to everybody that she got a bunch of um, text messages from her ex-husband about her looks and how it just went one by one. Uh, I wouldn't wear white sunglasses in this look. I need your security guards to be wearing black gloves. I, um, one of these outfits, I would have rather gone jail than uh, wear that. And you know what? He was right about that one. It was a real you know, just like chunky camel outfit that she didn't fit in. She didn't look like a child or like, honey, I shrunk the kids, you know, <laughs> like a kid in her mom's outfit. Truly. Um, Kim actually says that they don't mind going back and forth with each other over this and that she'll get him right back and say, um, Hey, I notice you keep wearing those fucking boots. Maybe once you change them, you can talk to me about what I'm wearing. So love that for her. <laughs> and that was it. Oh, Tracy tells Kim that she heard from SNL that they're going to put her episode up for Emmy consideration and they get really excited about it. And, <laughs> Tracy says, well, now, like, if you actually end up getting nominated, I can uh, put you up for the Hollywood Walk of Fame, like the Hollywood star, right? <laughs> Kim looks right at the camera and goes, Lassie has a star on the Walk of Fame and I don't. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. That wasn't that funny. I'm trying to make the most out of everything. Uh, Chris says that she had a great night. Apparently, they got lit or Chris did or something. Um, but... Now she feels worse in her hip than she did before. And she talks about just being really scared. And she goes to the doctor and says that she wants to be able to do the things that she was doing before. Like, I want to be able to dance without pain or walk without pain. Basically, she needs to get a hip replacement. And she cries in the thing. And I don't want to be like, I'm insensitive to this. But knowing uh, my own mother has had her hip replaced for the very the exact same reason, which is the lack of cartilage. It's just really not that big of a deal. Like, just get it over with, girl. Like, I, you don't even do... It's not even like a... They don't even have to cut you open. It's all, like, lasers and stuff, I think. But basically, like, my mom was walking, like, three days later or something. Like, it's really much easier surgery. It sounds like it's bigger than it actually is, I think. That's, that's the impression that I got. So, you know, shout out to you, Chris. You'll be fine. You can call my mom if you want. She'll tell you all about it. All right. Is that it, you guys? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. Thank you. If you're still listening, thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you. Bye. All right. I'm not giving this man more than like three minutes, okay? Okay, not to be like super self-important, but I kind of had a feeling that people, you know, because I talk about the Kardashians and I talk about that man uh, frequently, that this would be no exception. Um, if you guys don't know, I don't know how you couldn't, but Kanye has been um, fighting boxing with everybody, but God at this point, and you know, it's getting towards there. It, it, I, he could be at this point um, trying to fight with God at I really wouldn't know, but you know, the, to me, it's just like clear that Kanye is the kid in the back of the classroom 
who throws spitballs through a straw. Like he's just so desperate for attention. He's so desperate to be talked about. He's so desperate to get his name in the headlines that he will do literally anything in order to do that. Be it be fat phobic towards Lizzo, um, and and Gabby, the the Vogue editor, to be um, incendiary by wearing a White Lives Matter shirt and and making uh, Lauren Hill's daughter walk down a runway with a shirt that says White Lives Matter on the back. Um, you know, I, I know he didn't make her do it. Like we don't have to. Don't email me. I I understand. I know how it works, but you know what I mean. Um, to be around Candace Owens, to get in a fight with Haley Bieber, to get in a fight with Justin Bieber, to get in a fight with Trey Songs. Puff Daddy, whoever the hell else, Chloe. Um, it's just like now he's being deplatformed. De- he's been deplatformed from Instagram and Twitter for being deeply anti-Semitic. Um, he's also being racist. He's he will throw the bus, throw black people under the bus at any given um chance at him getting approval from whatever white cultures he feels the need to get approval from, whatever. And let's just keep it a buck. Like this man talking about Lizzo on Tucker Carlson of all people to be like, Oh, you know, people praise her, but, uh, uh, you know, like this is not healthy lifestyle. Okay. Um, you know, like he's said a bunch of shit. So I'm going to say a bunch of shit too. Okay. You have said yourself that you got liposuction and you developed a drug habit because of the pills, the pain medications and your own mother is not on this planet. Because of a liposuction gone wrong or a a cosmetic surgery gone wrong, weight loss surgery gone wrong. So for you to be, have been like deeply impacted by um, the standard of beauty, both with your mother, your wife, her whole family, yourself, all of this, for you to like point your finger at Lizzo, I need people to leave Lizzo alone. I really do like that girl does not do anything but make empowering target back to school music and twerk while playing the flute. And you know what? Like, is she for me? Eh, not really. Sometimes like, you know, I can bop to it. I can tap a toe, but she's not really for me, but that's neither here nor there. The point is that like, she is, all she wants to do is like do like vegan taste tests on TikTok and empower other women and like, let her do that. So the fact that like, she is now the beacon for like, Oh, you know, like all this shit, you can wrap it up in like out of concern for her health and what is it teaching the kids and blah, blah, blah. It's bullshit. Somebody said something and I, God, I wish I could quote them. I really should have kept it, but it was basically like fat phobia is like society's response to the, basically the fact that fat people don't hate themselves in the way that, you know, the rest of society feels like they should. So they try to like wrap it up in this bullshit concern. And like, I'm not here for it, but you know what, what I do know is that everybody who's come for Lizzo recently has gotten their asses handed to them by the universe. I don't know what that girl has on people. I don't know what uh, is going on, but I'm letting Lizzo and whatever, whatever good juju she's got, um, you know, take care of that man for the rest of us. It's just becoming clear to me that like, you know, that, that like classic Simpsons episode, it was a a Treehouse of horrors episode where the town is taken over by like the fast food mascots or whatever, the, the big donut and all of them. So what they decided is that these mascots, these machines are thriving off the attention. So they have the whole song called just don't look, just don't look. 
Okay. And that's exactly what's happening to Kanye. That's how I'm going to be treating him moving forward. And now since he's been deplatformed for, um, on both tick Twitter and Instagram for being deeply anti-Semitic for no fucking reason. Um, just don't look, just don't look like he has made it very clear that he wants to make an enemy out of everybody and that he's right. And Jesus is King and all of this shit. So let's do it. Let's just stop talking about him. So I know this was like kind of hypocritical on my end, but moving forward, unless this man is consistently doing things that are not weird as fuck, I'm not going to talk about him anymore. Okay. I mean, I, I did talk about him in the Kardashians thing, but that was just like very passively that had nothing to do with him. Really? Not really, really. So anyway, um, yeah, that, that's my thoughts. Let's move on. <laughs> 